March 2020 seems like a lifetime ago. All of that and a whole lot more has happened since then. It's been rough for a lot of us. Lots of tears, lots of questions, lots of loss, a lot of grief. Grief that, frankly, I think we're all still processing. Our world has been crying out for hope. Well, friends, more than 2,000 years ago, people were searching for hope, too. Because the thing about hope is that you don't go searching for it when times are good. You search for hope when you're desperate for something new. And that is exactly what Christmas is about. A recognition that a new hope has come. Even after every positive test, every quarantine, every tragic hospitalization, hope has still come. Even after all the brokenness, and I know, God knows, it is a lot from the past, what, 21 months? Hope is still here. And hope is reminding us whose we are. 
So friends, will you please pray with me and for me? O Holy One, may you take the words of my mouth and use them to speak of the hope that you have come to bring all of us. May your presence be enlarged in this space for all of us to experience your hope all the more. Open us all up to receive whatever we need in this time. Amen. Raise your hand if you have ever seen a Charlie Brown Christmas. A holiday tradition for a lot of us, right? Well, one of the most um, iconic scenes from that program is when Linus goes and explains to Charlie Brown the meaning of Christmas and reads from Luke 2 that same passage that we just heard a little bit ago. And it's really easy to miss this moment right after Linus starts to speak. Because what is Linus known for? He's known for his blue blanket. Everywhere he goes, Linus is clinging with a toddler-like grip onto that trademark blue blanket. So it's fascinating. As Linus starts to read from Luke 2, right after he says the words, fear not, he drops the blanket. It's almost like the hope of Christmas has allowed him to let go of something that he previously didn't think he could live without. Linus has done something new. This Christmas, it's really tempting after the past 21 months to just want to go back to normal. And this year, certainly things do feel a little bit more back to normal. We're having this service indoors. We are singing Thank God we are singing. And at least some of us are going to be gathering in person with loved ones. Those are great and normal things. But friends, the hope of Christmas isn't that we just return to normal. When times are, we don't hope for normal. We hope for something new. That's what Christmas is about. How God did a new thing in entrusting this poor girl and a blue-collar guy with God in flesh. God does not just offer us what we've had before. God invites us to a new life. A life that invites us to be part of the movement of Jesus in the world. So tonight, this Christmas especially, Jesus is answering our cries for just a little spark of hope. And that spark of hope doesn't come with things going back to normal. It comes from God daring to do something new in the most outrageous way. 
God dares to call an uneducated teenage girl far from the religious center. Nazareth wasn't the town next door. It was the sticks. And that is who God chooses to be the carrier of hope for our world. God dares to use a blue-collar carpenter and not some trained priest or some royal officer who lived high up in the palace. God chooses someone who got their hands dirty to raise the Son of God. And then God dares to invite shepherds who are, at best, the town outcast. Our hope is found in a manger. And that is not normal. And the good news is that that means we don't have to go back to normal to find hope. God doesn't need everything tied up beautifully. God doesn't need pristine situations to be present in the world. One of my uh, favorite faith-based music groups um, is a band named Gungor, and years ago, um, they came out with this song um, where they are praising that God makes beautiful things out of the dust. So let's stop thinking that the world needs to be a certain way for God to be with us. It's not true. The messiness of the manger, that's where we find hope. That's beautiful. And it's good news. So this Christmas, let the hope of something new take hold of you. Let the hope of something new energize you. Let the hope of something new not take you back to what was normal before, but invite you and encourage you and empower you towards something that's bigger than yourselves and allows you to let go of whatever that blue, whatever your blue trademark blanket is. Christmas was something new more than 2,000 years ago. God in flesh. In a manger. Christmas has always been about new things. So we don't have to cling to our old habits that brought um, some of the struggles to light that we've seen in our world. We can walk toward newness. And we can sing hope and joy with all of creation. So friends, I'm going to invite you to share with God, and this is just you and God, where you would like God to do something new in your life. Where do you need more freedom in your life? You know that better than I do. It's an invitation for this to be your Christmas prayer. Now, perhaps you pray every day. Perhaps you've never said one prayer in your life. Perhaps it's been a long time since you've prayed because you're afraid that God's not listening 
or perhaps worse, that God doesn't really care about you. Doesn't matter. I invite you to pray with me, and not just pray the words I'm saying, but make, to make them your words. Just whisper them, say them to yourselves internally. God isn't hard of hearing. God hears our hearts. And whatever that may be for you, God is here to listen to you. Because God has come because God loves you. So take a breath. Please pray with me. Thank you, God, for the new thing you did at Christmas. Thank you for coming to be in our messy world and lives. And thank you for not being afraid to enter the most broken parts of our lives that need hope. Now free us. Wash us clean. Make us new. We offer ourselves to you. And God, take us to share hope, joy, compassion, and mercy all around the world. Amen. Friends, before we transition to our next song, just like to close with a final blessing for all of us today. Um, and this blessing, um, or some of this language, originally came from Lutheran pastor Nadia Boltzweber. And I decided to take some of her words and write my own version based on the past 21 months. Blessed are the mask-stained health workers. Blessed are the nurses and doctors who had to tell patient after patient and family after family heartbreaking news. Blessed are those who could not hold their loved ones as they took their last breath and had to say goodbye through a screen and whose holiday season may be bringing even more tears. Blessed are those who have stayed away from loved ones to keep each other safe. Blessed are the grannies and grandpas who have wanted nothing more than to hug their grandchildren but couldn't. Blessed are the families who have wanted nothing more than to get their kids back to school. And blessed are the families who have been afraid to send their kids back to school. Blessed are those whose mental health has been a complete hot mess for the past 21 months. Blessed are those who haven't had the luxury of falling apart because they have had to keep it together for everyone else. Blessed are those who lost their job. Blessed are those who are now underemployed and wonder if people will see their full value. Blessed are those who have had to work even harder and longer hours. Blessed are those who are now Zoomed out, and blessed are those who don't even know what Zoom is. Blessed are our children as they wore their masks for hours on end. Blessed are our overworked teachers who have dealt with more than they ever signed up for. Blessed are our grocery workers who have had to put their safety at risk so we could have food on the table. Blessed are the frontline workers who have never gotten to stay home. Blessed are the people who connected with their family on a deeper level. And blessed are those for whom family became an even bigger source of stress. 
or tragically for whose family was a threat to their safety. As domestic violence cases rose across the country as we had to stay inside our homes. Blessed are the incarcerated and their families who have been even more inhumanely isolated and at risk in the past 21 months. Blessed are you who are as far from the Christmas spirit this year as the East is from the West. Blessed are you who could barely get out of bed this morning and feel utterly unimpressive. Jesus delights in you. Blessed are you who have less presence or even no presence under the tree. Blessed are you who wonder if you could be your true self around your Christmas dinner table. And blessed are those who aren't even welcome at their Christmas dinner tables anymore. Wherever you need God to do a new thing in your life, to give you hope, God is here to do just that. This Christmas, don't you dare think God has forgotten you. God didn't forget dirty, no good shepherds, and God does not forget you either. Blessed are you, whoever and wherever you find yourself. Christmas is for you. Amen.